0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post-20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 116 of the show. You should be forewarned. I'm alone on this episode. Matt, a little bit under the weather. um, He sent me his pics. Let me know he's not feeling so hot. wasn't going to be able to record today. um, And asked me to do a solo episode. So I'm here. uh, You know, no stranger to the solo episode. Matt and I both uh, pretty well-versed in the art. Of the solo show. I will say that this is going to be a short one. Uh, there's pretty much no way that we go over half an hour just because there's pretty much nothing, um, to recap. I need to pull up the games. Um, uh, my head is just spinning. It's been spinning since I graduated, uh, still unemployed, uh, for the most part, just, you know, doing what I can, but, uh, life, you know, uh, it, it's going how it's going. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> In terms of games that we need to recap, there's only three, Uh, those games being Brighton and Chelsea, which happened on the 18th, and then two games from yesterday, Leicester City, Tottenham, and Brentford, Manchester United, Uh, Watford, Burnley, I think was the other game, but if if you've already listened to last show, you know that that game got postponed in the middle of recording, and therefore there is no recap to do. Um, So let's jump right into match day 24. That's technically um, where this Brighton and Chelsea fixture is from. This game opened uh, in the 28th minute when Hakeem Ziyech scored for the Blues. It was the 60th minute when Brighton struck back an Adam Webster goal, drew things level. And to be honest with you, I think... Chelsea absolutely needed this. Um, they only have one win in their last, like, I don't know. It's a crazy It's a crazy amount of fixtures. I think it's like uh, five fixtures or something. Uh, I saw the stat earlier today, and then now I just literally cannot find it for the life of me. Um, but only one win in their last, let's say, five. Not great for Chelsea. Of course, they have been stricken by the injury bug, and they actually played the formation... Um, that United were playing under Ralph Ragnick. Uh, Hudson Odoi played pretty much opposite of Lukaku up top, Mason Ziek in behind them, with Jorginho and Conte playing the holding midfield roles. Marcus Alonso, Antonio Rudiger, Thiago Silva, and Azpi, uh played as a flat back four, actually. And I think that's really um, interesting because, well, it's not that interesting because Chelsea just don't have the personnel to field the exact lineup and formation that they would prefer but um this is certainly a departure from that wing back five in the back sort of uh back line that TT has established there and i'd say that back five is really a part of his identity and the team's identity because they've they've ha- they've crafted an identity that is mostly rooted in their defensive presence and it's been really solid but in this game you know playing in an, uh, a newer formation something different uh it didn't hold up as well as the back five typically does. As P and Alonso out on the wings like usual, but they just were <clears throat> not really in this game. I mean, I, I I thought that Chelsea would come out and actually gun for Brighton, you know, to get a point is fine, but they're surely looking for more. I think Brighton will be pleased with the one point that they got from this game. Um and in terms of the way line they lined up, um Yakamoto up top with uh, Lamptey actually playing further up the pitch now as a right mid, which I love to see. I think he's just so, so good going forward that it would be you know pretty much uh, the only thing that that Brighton could do is just move him up into a midfield wing role and unleash him and see what he can actually do in terms of goal scoring because I don't think a player of his quality um, should be stuck back playing right or left back. So in this game um yeah not not great for Chelsea you know just a, a rather unlucky result they had 15 shots three on target and did control the possession with 57 percent uh but Brighton you know they came to play in this one 10 shots two of those on target obviously the one going in Chelsea now sit in 44th or or on 44 points in third um they relinquished their spots to Liverpool who are now in second place. Um, okay, let us move on to, I mean, what a crazy game this was. Uh, Leicester City 2, Tottenham 3. Pats and Daka opened the scoring in the 24th minute when Spurs just failed to show up, really, for for most of the first half. Harry Kane struck back in the 38th with a fantastic goal for himself. James Madison drew Leicester ahead in the 76th minute. And then it seemed like all would be quiet on the Western front until Stephen Bergman, the super sub himself, who I saw on Twitter, somebody sent it to me. I forget if it was in the, the Dirtball Soccer chat or if it was in another chat, but somebody said, bringing in Stephen Bergman is the worst choice that you could possibly make and the guy comes in and scores two goals to win Tottenham the game. He scores in the 95th and the 97th minute. There were seven minutes of stoppage time, and he scored twice in the the dying embers of stoppage time. Not the dying embers of the game, of stoppage time. This guy had the ultimate, sweaty, just unbelievable finish to the game. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I watched the game live. Um I mean, I'm still like at a loss for words. I, I I can't believe that Tottenham got all three points from this game going into it. Of course, I thought that Tottenham would be the team to come out on top, but Lester just looked like the better team for majority of the game. Um, was talking with, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what I really even call fans of the show. We don't, we don't have a name, but, um, <clears throat> Tottenham supporter, uh, Kyle Aronofsky, you know, uh, we're tight. We're talking in the dirt ball soccer chat. And he said, I don't think um, this midfield is is good enough, and I'd have to agree with him. Um, I think Harry Winks is just not necessarily an answer there, and I don't think you can play Hoyberg and Skip in there together. Uh, there is just no way that you can play both of those guys. I think um, these guys just sit too far back. You can't play with three defensive-minded midfielders. I mean, I think Skip is really good going forward. If you want to slot skip forward, play with a holding mid and then play with a defensive mid um, or two holding mids, maybe that would be fine. But I don't think Reggion and Emerson um, necessarily do all that much ranging forward. I mean, Emerson going forward, I think is abysmal. I think Doherty moving, moving forward is also abysmal. So um, that back line at Tottenham, as well as the midfield, is absolutely abysmal. I would 100% have to agree with Kyle on that one um and to to actually come out and and go down or in going into the the dying embers of the game to be down 2-1 to Leicester City who are actually fielding like a championship side right now because they're missing all of their best players is mega disappointing. Um I think Tottenham needs to spend a lot of money before the transfer period is over. I don't see it happening, but I think that Tottenham do have the right manager there. I think Conte is the right guy. But Levy really, really, and I cannot emphasize this enough, needs to give him the money and the tools. And when he has those things at his disposal, he will create a side that can win the Premier League. I I know it deep in my heart. I think Conte is a sensational manager. I don't think he's a long-term guy. But I think he's a turnaround guy. Look what he did at Chelsea. Look what he did at Inter. I think he can do the same thing at Tottenham. Of course, it depends on if Harry Kane will stay. I don't think you have anything to worry about in terms of Son or Lucas leaving. And both of those guys are really, really solid players. So if they can retain Kane, strengthen the midfield, and maybe get just one or two ideally center backs in to really shore things up, um, Tottenham are looking at a really, really solid second half of the season. If they can't get that done, then I do worry. Leicester, a good performance for what they have. Yuri Tielemans continues to be very impressive. I think Madison and Tielemans are both extremely solid defensively. Terrible. Chowdhury was awful in this game. Um, just so, so bad. Marco Brighton looked all right. And then Adamola Luckman and Pat Sandaka up top uh, are a formidable pair. But, of course, not guys that have been getting regular team minutes all season consistently. Um, So to do what they did with with what they had, I think Leicester can't be too disappointed. Of course, in terms of their performance all season, Leicester, I'm sure, are disappointed. But they've been battered by COVID and injuries and other circumstances as well. So I think you have to take your licks and realize that you were maybe a little unlucky to lose uh, in the 95th and 97th or. Lose the game in to goals in those minutes, but um, yeah, I, uh, I I think Leicester will be happy to be moving on from this game, and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers didn't have a ton to a uh, ton of nice things to say to them in the uh, in the locker room after. But it all just comes down to the fact that Leicester City's defense is a truly make a wish defense. I mean, it it is absolutely abysmal. Okay, Brentford one, Manchester United three. The new look United. <clears throat> with Cristiano Ronaldo playing up top by himself uh behind Anthony Elanga, Bruno Fernandes and Mason Greenwood in a three man <clears throat> line with uh, McTominay and Fred you know playing behind them. I mean, I think these guys played really really well. Um United looked good, they looked sharp, they looked fresh. Got a couple of goals from guys that really needed goals. Uh Anthony Elanga Opened the scoring in the 55th minute. Mason Greenwood added another in the 62nd. And then Marcus Rashford, who seems like he hasn't scored in a year, scored in the 77th minute. Ivan Tony got one back for Brentford in the 85th minute. But, of course, it was way too far gone by the point he got the ball in the back of the net. Ronaldo was subbed off in this game. Rashford came on for him and got that goal. Um, A thing to note is the... Uh, conversation that it looked like Double R was having with Ronaldo on the bench looked like he was consoling him a little bit after Rashford scored. Um, you know, somebody said that <clears throat> uh, Ronaldo has claimed all of the goals for United, so uh, the manager had to talk to him and tell him that you know it was okay. It wasn't going to be the uh, end of the world because essentially Ronaldo's replacement would uh, would score. And I thought that United did look good, uh, a little bit of a slow first half. I know that other formation they play is better for pressing, but I think that United are were, were better all over the park in this game because of the formation and the tactical approach that they took. Uh, fantastic to see Anthony Alanga, young boy Swede, uh, one of my own countrymen, get a goal in this one. And he did the gritty after, which uh, I'm a huge fan of the gritty. I love the gritty. Uh, So that was cool. But um, yeah, I just think United looks so much better uh, playing like this. Of course, we're not getting Harry Maguire in this game. He did get subbed on later on, but um, Double R came out and said he doesn't think that Maguire, uh, Luke Shaw, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka are players that can cut it in this team. And, And honestly, I think that Shaw and AWB are probably a little bit arguable. You know, AWB doesn't offer a ton going forward, but I think he's a great defender. I think Shaw offers more going forward, but he's a little bit of a more suspect defender. I think those guys can do a job at United. I don't know if I agree um, with, with them being surplus the requirements. But I do think that Harry Maguire is a complete pile of dog shit. I mean, one of the most expensive defenders in Premier League history. I'm pretty sure VVD was more. But McGuire um, fucking sucks. He is absolutely terrible, completely useless. Uh, if I was a United fan, I don't think that I would watch the games until they sell him or bench him for good because he's just so, so bad. It's good to see Lindelof and Varane getting more and more familiar with each other. I don't think Tellez and Dalo are actually the answer at left and right back either. Tellez is okay, but Dalo, I I Dalo, I, I don't see it. I think they probably need to look at getting a new right back in. I don't think he's been bad. I just think United command a higher quality of player. And then, of course, still, um, we still say it, McTominay and Fred need to be replaced. McTominay's been looking a little bit better, but Fred needs to go. I'm thinking when Pogba comes back, and he should be available for selection within the next month or so, uh, Fred will be subbed down, and, and that will be good. But I do like this Elanga Fernandez and Greenwood playing across Um, right behind Ronaldo. I think having Ronaldo as a pure striker uh, is how you're going to get your best results. And although he wasn't that impressive in this game, I do think United looked so, so much better as a unit, uh, both tactically and honestly, just emotionally. It seemed like there was more of a connection between players. Um, And that's super important Uh, at this point in the season. You you really need to band together. And to me, it, it felt like they really did. So good to see some youngsters getting on the board for United. Uh, with that being said, those are all of the games that we have to recap. That only took me 15 minutes. And of course, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. So I find myself just absolutely fucking rattling words off here. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and move on to some of the... Sorry, I have to pull up Matt's picks. To some of the... Picks. Uh, Match day 23, this is. Uh, Okay, let's get into it. We have Watford taking on Norwich City. Norwich City, of course, coming off their 2-1 win against Everton Football Club. And um, Watford coming off that 1-1 draw against Newcastle. This is going to be a good one. I think Watford, uh, having gotten that extra game of rest after the postponement against Burnley, We'll come into this one looking strong. I don't think Norwich are going to be getting six points uh, from two games. Just don't see it happening. So I'm going to take Watford. Matt is also taking Watford in this one. Of course, uh, Norwich burned us by by winning when we both had Everton last week. Uh, But I think we're both confident in the Watford pick. Uh, Everton versus Aston Villa. I am going to take a draw in this one. Everton, of course, going to have an interim manager. Aston Villa streaking currently with the um, new signing of Philippe Coutinho on loan and Stevie G seemingly getting things together. Uh, That's a good sign for them, but I just see a draw in this one. I think Everton are going to get that new manager bounce, even if it's an interim guy. Matt is taking Villa in that one. Brentford versus Wolves is the next one. This one, I should say Everton. uh, Everton Villa, Brentford Wolves, and Leeds Newcastle, which is going to be the next one that I go over, are all on Saturday. Uh, Watford-Norge City is tomorrow, Friday, the 21st at 3 p.m. So Brentford Wolves. Uh, I'm going to take Wolves in this one. Matt also has Wolves. I think Wolves are carrying a lot of momentum right now, coming off a really good win against Southampton. That game finished 3-1 in Wolves' favor. They looked really good in an offensive sense. Uh, Brentford been looking really poor defensively and offensively, so I'm just going to give the momentum bump uh, to Wolves, and Matt and I both have those guys. We have Leeds versus Newcastle up next. Leeds, of course, carrying some momentum after a 3-2 win against West Ham, who they were severe underdogs to. Uh, I'm sure that Leeds are the team that's favorited in this one. It's looking like they're getting 48% uh, in terms of win probability in this one, so... I'm going to go with the numbers. I'm going to go with Leeds. I think Newcastle are a disaster. Still, not many new signings for them since uh, since we last talked about who they brought in. So Matt and I are both on Leeds in that one. Uh, Manchester United versus West Ham. This is one where Matt and I are going to differ. He has a draw. I am going to side with West Ham. I can see this going any of three ways, truly. I, I don't really think it's going to end in a draw. I think it'll either be United or West Ham that come out on top. Um and I'm going to lean towards West Ham. They had an underperformance against Leeds last week, couldn't get the result, but did look okay in terms of scoring. I think that United defense is still getting things together. I think West Ham will exploit it and I love them to win the game. I am unsure of who the Wow, so Manchester United is a f- is 50% in terms of win probability. I love West Ham as an underdog there uh, in a betting sense. Uh, so Matt's going to go with a draw, and I'm going to go with McHale and the boys uh, West Ham. Southampton, Manchester City is up next. This one we don't even need to go over. I don't care what's going on at Southampton. They're doing a little bit of a resurgence right here. Of course, not a great result last week, um, but I'm taking City straight up in this one, and so is Matt. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Uh, I think, depending on who wins um, in AFCON, Liverpool would have... Maybe not. I'm trying to think about if they'll have Mo and Sadio Mane back. Um... Something is telling me that this game is going to be a draw. I don't know what it is. Palace coming off a decent result against Brighton last week before Brighton played Chelsea. Uh, They looked okay in that game. Liverpool, of course, thumped Brentford 3-0, even with pretty much their reserve squad. Um... I'm going to go against my better judgment and say Liverpool. Something is speaking draw to me. Matt also has Liverpool. I think that's swaying me a little bit. Um, it it probably will end in a draw or in a, a Liverpool win. So I'm going to take them. I think it's a sweaty game, though. I think it's hard fought. And I think it's probably won in terms of... Um, not in terms of... I think it's won by whoever defends better. And, and Liverpool do have the back line to, to defend better than Palace do. So... We're both giving the edge to the Reds in that one. Arsenal versus Burnley up next on Sunday, January 23rd. Burnley, of course, are down bad. They've had a ton of postponements. Arsenal coming off a postponement. Uh, Both teams have a week of rest. Arsenal are actually playing today uh, in just about, I think, 45 minutes. So that's why I'm kind of rushing through things here. I want to watch that cup tie against Liverpool. Um, So Arsenal definitely have less rest. But I think that they just have so much more quality than Burnley right now. Burnley, of course, struggling. I like Arsenal to come out and win 3-0. I'll probably be betting the 3-0 score, actually, uh, on FanDuel Sportsbook. Not a partner, but I love their book. So, Arsenal for me. And let's see where Matt is on that one. He's going to take Arsenal as well. Um Leicester City versus Brighton. This one absolutely reeks like a draw to me. Matt has Leicester. I'm going to go with a draw. Leicester, of course, playing Spurs close, really playing Spurs like to to a a near win. Um, Of course, they lost that game 3-2. We talked about that at the beginning of the show. Um, But I think that that Leicester came to play. Brighton came to play against Chelsea. These are two teams that are battling and grinding right now, trying to move up the table. I'm going to take a draw on this one. I just think it ends in a 1-1. Uh, I, I I really do. I don't see Leicester getting another um, really good performance out of DACA, and I just think that their defense is is definitely permeable. Brighton's attack is poor, but uh, Leicester just so easy to work through at the back that I think uh, that it could be a 1-1 here. Okay, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Last game of the week. Matt's going to take Chelsea in this one. I am going to take Spurs. I think they are riding so, so high after that 3-2 victory over Leicester City that they carry that momentum into the next week. I love them to do a job at Chelsea. We just saw what Brighton did against Chelsea. They let them get that goal. Tottenham only have a 19% win percentage. Or win win percentage. probability chance. Um I'm losing my fucking mind. I personally love Tottenham to come out and win this game. I think that they get ahead early and I don't think that Chelsea are attacking well enough right now um to get themselves back into a game with Tottenham if they go ahead. There just seems to be some some real mental stutters there in 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 uh, or at Stamford Bridge. And that's where this game is. It's going to be really tough if if Tottenham come to come to the bridge and actually beat Chelsea. Um, I mean, I I can't imagine that that will be good for the team's mentality either. But I do think that that Chelsea are struggling right now. I think they're struggling to score. I don't think Romelu looks comfortable. TT threw him under the bus um, after the last game as well. And I just think something is going on there. Uh, something wicked is 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 brewing. And I like Tottenham to win this game. I said, like, last week that they were going to go on a run, and I think that they are going to go on a run. I think the run kind of starts here and um, stops whenever they play Arsenal next. That's a little biased. But, um, yeah, that's everything, guys. The show is only 23 minutes long. I apologize for that. Um, it's it's hard to to extrapolate and expand upon these thoughts. I mean, I've, I've, I watched the games, but there was only three of them. So there's truly only so much, uh, that we can go into. And then I haven't seen a lot of these teams play in days, you know, four or five days. So I'm not sure what to expect from some of them. Uh, but I do feel like I have a relatively solid read on match day 23, which of course fans from tomorrow. Friday, 121 to Sunday, January 23rd. Guys, best of luck if you're betting. Um, best of luck to you and your teams if you're just supporting. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Make sure you check us out on social media at post20pod on Twitter and Instagram. I forgot to plug last time. told Matt I wouldn't forget to plug this time. Uh, we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcast and soundcloud uh post 20 podcast of course you can find the nfl show as well as this show the premier league show the main show um you you can find all of that on there there's one more thing that i was going to say that i forget oh the nfl show will be up tomorrow so if you're wondering where that is it's usually posted on wednesdays uh it'll actually be posted tomorrow uh, afternoon, Jeremy and I are looking to record it around 12. So, uh, until then, I guess I will, uh, I'll see you guys. Make sure you take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Uh, if you have COVID, you hate to see it. Nothing's easy. Take care guys. We'll see you later.